calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. world and welcome back to another episode of thanks for coming in i'm your host jillian claire this will be my last episode for this year which is crazy i can't believe we're we're at the end of the year it did fly by somehow even being at home for most of it but here we are new year is upon us hopefully better circumstances as well Please be safe this holiday season. Don't uh, don't be hanging out with people that aren't a part of your your little bubble. And uh, if you, well, you shouldn't be going out in general on New Year's Eve. But if you do, please don't drink and drive. Be safe. Um, and yeah, guys, I can't believe we did it. We're here. Thank you to everyone who's been so loyal and listening in every week. It's uh, it's been a really fun journey for me and. I've I've loved every second of it, so thank you guys so much. Today on the show, we have one of my favorite humans on this planet, Jillian Chase Bader. Uh, she is so young, so talented, and just the best. I directed her into the beat back to school, and she was one of the most fun people on set. And um, she has a new movie called Godmothered on Disney+, and it's so good. I definitely cried, and I just, I adore her. So here's my conversation with the other Jillian. Welcome to my favorite 18-year-old in the world, Jillian Spader. Hi! Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Listen, if I could adopt you, I would. Stop it. If you could be my mother or my BFF, I would take both of those things. <laughs> I feel like the BFF thing is probably closer, but yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been, what, 10 when I had you? Probably, I guess. Probably yeah. not good. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? Are you still in uh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, I'm in Philadelphia right now. There's a plane flying above me. But um, yeah, I've been here since pretty much the beginning of quarantine, I guess. A few months in, but that's a small chunk of it at this point. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I feel like we've been in this, what, for 
10 months? I guess, yeah. yeah. We're almost at a year and in um, March, I guess. Yeah, that's wild. I can't believe it. I feel like it's been long, but also it's somehow gone already. Yeah, totally. It's weird. <laughs> I don't I don't know how that happened. Um, So I watched Godmothered the day it came out, your oh. new movie on Disney Plus, uh, and I am obsessed. Also, I feel like I'm in a very fragile emotional state because when you were singing on stage, I was sobbing. That is so sweet. I was laughing at my whole family when they were sobbing. It's it's just it hits you differently when you know the person and then you're just like, oh, my God, she looks so pretty. I know. You're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me about filming that movie because it's it's amazing. You have Isla Fisher, Jillian Bell, and obviously you. Um, and you have amazing <laughs> other characters in it as well. And it looked like it was just a blast. Yeah, we had the best time. It was really cool. We filmed last year, basically right before quarantine. We got cut three days short. And oh my God. they did a great job of morphing what they had. So you kind of can't tell what was missing, but it was really fun. We had an awesome time and the cast was really nice and fun and talented. And I learned so much from all of them. We just had a blast. That's so fun. I, How was it working with Jillian Bell? Because you had another two Jillians on set, which is what we dealt with when oh we filmed God. to I the know. beat. So, so was it the funny. same? The last two sets I was on. Had a Jillian that was more important than me. So like everybody would be like, Jillian, go. And I'm like, it's not me. Like, it's never me. <laughs> I don't know why you all are talking to me. And like, it's clearly not what they're trying to get across. <laughs> I remember you running into set multiple times, like, oh no, you don't, you don't need okay, I'm gonna yeah, go back to the school like, room. Go right now. And I'm like, why? They're like, they're calling for you. I'm like, I didn't think I was even in this scene. I love that (laughs) Um, so tell me how you got started in acting because I mean I've obviously known you now a couple years but I don't really know your origin story what made you want to be the performer that you are today I really only did music I grew up doing musical theater in Pennsylvania I really yeah I really only sang and danced and acted a little bit, but I went to LA for a singing competition when I was 12 and met my acting manager who talked me into going to pilot season. And then that's when I booked Walk the Prank and ended up staying and acting. (laughs) Wow. So it was just like one of those things where you kind of stumbled into the acting part of it. Totally. And obviously you're still continuing with your music. You've been putting out amazing singles all year. What's the uh, what's the plan? Are you working on an album? What what do you want to do? Yeah, I have an album in progress that we're trying to get together to put out soon. So hopefully that'll be mid to late January, and just kind of hanging out. I feel like nothing's really happening because of COVID. So just kind of yeah. chilling. <laughs> um. Your music is amazing, first off. I think you have one of the best voices of your generation. I may be biased, but (laughs) that's what I think. Um, But you started directing your own music videos, too. You did the the Something Better music video. And it went on to win, like, all of these awards at festivals and just toured everywhere. Tell me about making the music video. It was so much fun. I love directing and writing and producing I think it is very fun and I also like acting and things that I 
do that kind of stuff with. And we had a great time making something better because it was just a bunch of our friends and a lot of the actors from To The Beat that you love and know. And we just had the best time because there was a great like community and friends and everyone was working together and we had the best time creating that video. It was such a such a sweet video. I loved that it was all female centric and was it an all female crew as well? Yeah, mostly. It was me and then Lilia, who you met on set, Lilia Buckingham, Mm -hmm. and Kai Baldwin, who is our cinematographer and editor, who has done other stuff with us before, and he is the best. Now, is that the same team that did uh, the recent video that you guys did, the It Counts voting? Yep, same team, the three of us. (laughs) That's good. It's good to have like a team that you work well with and that you can just call up and be like, hey, you want to do something crazy? Yeah, totally. And he's the best. I'm with Lilia all the time, so we're always coming up with ideas and stuff. But Kai is always ready to jump in and film stuff for us. He's the best. That's super sweet. What um what made you guys do the It Counts video? And if if people haven't seen it, how do they watch it? Um, It Counts is on YouTube right now. If you search It Counts, I think it just comes right up. We were given an opportunity to apply for a grant to make a film about voting to inspire people to vote. And we, for some crazy reason, happened to get the grant. And it was so exciting. But we basically flew to LA, got the whole thing together. And the whole film basically just encourages people to use their voices and um, talks about the stigma of your vote not mattering because so many people are voting. And I think it'll hopefully just inspire younger people to get invested in politics and realize that they have a voice and that their vote actually does matter and isn't getting thrown away and mixed and lost in the millions of votes. It's important. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great message and it was a great little video and I'm just always so inspired by the stuff that you put out. Um, <laughs> what do you want to do as far as like, cause now this is what your second thing that you've directed. Do you want to continue directing? Yeah, totally. I want to make a film with you. Um, (laughs) I love directing and writing and being on the creative side of things. And I think it's a weird thing when you're 18, because it's hard to get in the room to do that kind of stuff, because people don't really want to like, have an 18 year old be in charge. So I definitely have some years of learning to do. But if there's sets that were ever open to having a kid's advice, because when you're putting stuff out for kids to watch with kid actors. It's important to have kid writing that mm-hmm. sounds like teenagers talking. And I think that's a very important job that is starting to become necessary. And I would love to step into that and do that at some point. Yeah. I mean, I was I was 24 when I directed the first To The Beat film. And I remember having yeah. that sort of feeling of like nobody – really takes me that seriously like they obviously understand who I am on set but you also fight that stigma of being Mm -hmm. young and in control and in power and a female and a female on top of it yes (laughs) (laughs) let's just put all of the things in one category all of the things in one category and say take me seriously yeah it's hard to take it seriously when you're young and a woman but you you can do it I mean everybody can do it I think if they put their mind to it well, yeah, with support, <laughs> with support, though, I had a great team and it was mostly a female driven team as well, which is, I think, what really helped us succeed in it. Yeah, totally. More women around you, the better you are, off you are, you know? True. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you uh, are you working on anything as far as writing? Because I know that you and Lilia wrote It Counts Together. Is that correct? Yeah, she wrote it. We kind of like came up with like ideas together. I'm more of a, hey, hit me up when you need a joke kind of writer. She's a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful writer in terms of she can actually carry a plot line. And I just haven't had much practice with that. So I'm more of like a, ooh, throw me in when you need a funny little joke right here. And I got you. <laughs> Which is funny because you write songs that are beautiful at storytelling. Thank you. Yeah, I get bored when it's something long to write. That's why I stick to the under four minute song thing. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, we'll see. I like I come up with good ideas, but I can't execute them sometimes. (laughs) Well, good thing you have Lilia. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Just make her write all of your ideas. I do. (laughs) (laughs) well are you guys working on anything right now any ideas in the in the pipeline we're thinking about doing a music video she's in philly right now with me for a couple weeks so we might do a music video while we're here i had her bring my camera stabilizer from la but obviously we're in philly in december and it's cold and we can't go Mm -hmm. inside and can't have anybody else in it so We'll see if we figure something out. It'll just be you sitting in the snow and it'll be wonderful. Exactly. We'll see. We'll figure (laughs) it out. (laughs) You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Um, what do you want to do with acting? Because you you stumbled into it and now you have this massive movie on Disney Plus. I mean, huge, Thank huge you. success. Um, so what do you do you want to continue acting as well as directing and singing? And what kind of roles do you want to take on now that you're, you know, an adult? Yeah, absolutely. I want to do more dramatic roles. I haven't really done that too much. And in Godmothered, I got to do a bit of dramatic acting, which I loved. And I've always liked doing drama. And I hope to do more roles like that. But I also want to do a lot of indies and shorts that are really cool with really good scripts. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's I feel like that's where it's at as as far as acting. I gave up the idea a long time ago. And it's something that I struggled with for a long time, Mm -hmm. which is to get rid of the idea of being in something big or being in something mainstream makes you a successful actor. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Because you're so pressured into thinking that with all of the studios and things and the agents and the managers and all that kind of stuff on you. But if you're actually just acting because you want to love that you love acting, you want to make things that are, are personal to you. Yeah. And there's also so many factors that go into it. Like some of the best actors I know haven't worked on a show or movie in years or ever. And Mm-hmm. there's so many factors that go into it. And I think that's why production is really beautiful because you can create roles that you're excited to play and you can make it yourself and put it out and put your messages into it and everything's exactly the way you want it, which is something you don't get on anyone else's set sometimes. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's such a different experience being able to create what you want rather than just constantly being thrown into audition rooms where you're like, I don't even want to do this. Totally. Totally. (laughs) There's been several of those over the years where I'm just like, why am I even reading to this for this? Because I just feel like a dumbass and I should not be doing this. I know. You do that sometimes where you're like, I don't like this role at all. I feel dumb reading these lines. Yeah. It's it's and it's especially true for women. And I think it has changed a little bit over the past, you know, five, 10 years. But even when I was a teenager, half the roles that I would audition for are like hot blonde looking like this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I am not that person. Mine are all like ugly girl, weird, quirky. I'm like, wow, quirky is just the different word. Like the two character descriptions are hot or quirky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I had one earlier this year where it was out of the blue. I think my Portland agent had sent me the audition. Mm. It was just so weird. But the character was described as being frumpy. And I was like, ah, so we're there now, huh? Gotcha. Uh, (laughs) We've moved from being the cute girl next door to frumpy. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. All my friends go in for like, oh, the hot, mean girl, whatever, whatever. And then my auditions are always like, the werewolf girl that's been living in the woods (laughs) with messy, frizzy hair for the last 10 years. And always mine are always just so crazy and random because I like have curly hair. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. See, mine was because I had like, I had dark hair when I was your age. And then when 
when I grew up a little bit, I got into the blonde, which was great because it got me like two films right off the bat. Oh my gosh, I'm and then the blonde hair. I need to see a picture of this. Oh yeah, I'll I'll send you one. And then uh, <laughs> and then I went to red, and then every every when I was a redhead, it was just like, oh, so you're weird. Got you. Oh, that's a weird typecast. It's yeah, it was a very strange typecast. Like I no longer went in for like you know, pretty girl or whatever it is that these stupid mainstream constructs put on us. But it, it was it was hysterical. It's like I immediately went to just being like the cool sidekick. I know. It's so funny. You dye your hair and it changes immediately. I'm, I genuinely one week was like, I have gotten three auditions this week to play a vampire. Three. <laughs> three separate projects. Three. <laughs> like what, what about me? Okay. <laughs> cool. Are you? Are you a vampire? I, Jillian, you're not supposed to ask me that. You're gonna. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, play a vampire. Funny. I like the fun roles. It's just funny. <laughs> I love the the way they uh, put us into boxes these days. It's it's just so bizarre. I mean, back in the day, it, you did have boxes, of course, and things have changed, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like the boxes now are just so weird. Like, you can only play a superhero. You can only do this. Like, it's just like, dude, I no, I very can specific. do anything. Very specific now, which is bizarre to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of auditions, have you ever had an audition that, like, was the role that got away? Or have you had a, a funny audition that you, you want to share with the audience? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I've had, like, a thousand that I've gotten second place for and wanted really badly, and it ended up going to a different girl because she's six inches taller than me. But, um, <laughs> you know, that happens a lot. The height thing gets in the way. Um, How tall are you? I'm 5'2". Okay. How tall are I you? I'm trying to think. I- I'm 5'4", so I'm not not that much taller. That's a decent amount, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a big difference from 5'2 to 5'4". My goal as a child was 5'5". I never hit that. Oh. So sad. It's okay. You can can wear heels. Exactly, except I can't walk in heels. (laughs) I can walk in sneakers. I can walk in boy shoes. I cannot walk in heels. I try I'm going to find you some platform sneakers. That sounds brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but audition. We got off track again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we always get off track. Oh my gosh. That's I okay. have this one. I had an audition for this show and I had like six auditions this week. I was psycho, crazy busy. And like, I thought I knew the lines and I'm always prepared for auditions, but like, you know, every once in a while, there's that one that just, just gets you. And I was in the room and halfway through the scene, I've never done this, but I was like, I don't know the lines. I'm sorry. And I pick up my script off the floor. I read it. I put it back down. They're like, okay, you're good. You could start again. I'm like, thank you. So sorry. Start again. Get back to the same exact spot. And I'm like, I, I really don't know it. And they're like, you can, you can just hold the lines. And I was like, oh my God. And then on the way out, I dropped my paper on the ground because I was like flustered because like I completely bombed this audition and I pick it up and then I drop it immediately again. And then I pick it up and then I drop it again. And then I was like, I'm going to go, weird day, going to leave. And they're like, yeah, you're really having it today, huh? I was like, yeah. Oh my God. 
<laughs> you dropped it three times before three leaving times. the room. Three times. After I didn't know my script three times in a row, I dropped it three times trying to oh leave. Oh my God. <laughs> so bad. That's, that's, that's definitely up there as far as embarrassing. I mean, yes. it happens though when you've been because one of our jobs is, as actors is to memorize and then immediately forget, right? Because you don't want to yeah. sit there all day thinking about a thousand different ways you could have done it and having those yeah. lines stuck in your head. So when we've trained our brains like that and you have a busy week with several auditions, it's like half the time it just leaves. Yeah, it just goes away before. And then the I- second it goes out of your brain, you get a call back and have to rememorize it. <laughs> That's... Time. That's that's a rough one too, especially if there's like a lot of pages. Yes, <laughs> you're just like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know I don't anymore. Love that. <laughs> I'm convinced that the reason I don't remember a lot of my childhood is because I trained my brain so young to memorize things and forget about them that I've forgotten like my life. <laughs> that's actually so funny and kind of explains my life too. <laughs> right? Because it's like you me- you you sit there and you read and you read and you read and you memorize all this stuff and then you get rid of it and I'm just like well what does my brain think to do about like regular memories it probably thinks the same thing honestly you might be on to something I'm telling you there needs to be like a scientific study on actors <laughs> with our memories it out. I'm telling you I've I've thought it for years and I always tell it to my mom because she's always trying to like get me to remember something from my Write childhood an like I it. don't know <laughs> Write an I'll article and see if somebody's like, oh my God, yeah. I've cracked the code. Yeah, you figured it out. <laughs> have you been um, auditioning during quarantine at all? Have you done these weird Zoom auditions? Not much. I did one Zoom audition, but luckily I'm like BFFs with the casting director and have worked on her projects before. So it, it was just weird because you kind of like are sitting in a waiting room. Except it, like, doesn't give you any cues for, like, you're next, whatever, whatever. So I was there for, like, an hour and a half. Oh, my God. And then it goes, three, two, one. And I was just on. And I was like, oh, didn't, no, sorry, let me put my phone down with the TikTok playing very loudly. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Do you do TikToks? I just got on it, and I don't know what I'm doing at all. I don't really make them, but I watch them. Yeah, see, I was stalking them for a little bit, too. Yeah. And then my friend convinced me to, like, do stuff because I guess Victorious is big on it. And I was like, TikToks? Listen, I, I made I made a couple. Wait, I'm going to have to look you up after. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to continue. I, like, I don't know what my style is yet. I feel like a lot of people have, like, a style on if their Instagram. If you flaunt the Victorious thing, you'll get a bunch of followers and then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't even know how to do that though. Like, I don't, I don't uh, know what the I'll tags are. We say do exactly this. Okay, great. That sounds good. So my next TikTok will be inspired by you. <laughs> great, love it. I just, I don't know. I did. I made some like DIY tree ornaments, and I did a TikTok of it. That's very cute. I thought it was cute. I found it. I was. We have this great tree outside in the front yard, Aww. and there's like no ornaments that are big for trees they just don't exist and I found this way to do them anyway it's on TikTok if you want to see how to make tree ornaments anybody (laughs) (laughs) um so do you have any plans for coming back out to California soon or are you gonna wait until uh things calm down with COVID 
I was just there for like three weeks to film that short film that counts and mm-hmm. then I came back and then I think I'm probably going to be here for a month or so. And then I'm assuming I'll take like a quick and safe two week trip just to get some work stuff done and then probably come back here again. Yeah. I mean, there's really no point in being out here right now. There's like nothing happening. Yeah. I mean, with no auditions, it's the question of do we want to be in our apartment or in a house with less COVID cases around us and trees? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Trees. You always pick the trees. Yeah. We're going to pick the trees if we're stuck inside. So are you working on anything right now as far as um, like writing with Lilia, any, uh, anything other than the music video that you mentioned? Not really. We're debating. We're kind of in a, we want to work on something. So we'll probably end up coming up with something in the next day or two. And then I'll, I'll call you and I'll say, I came up with an idea. Ready? Plug this in right here. Boom. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we're kind of. Well, well, this airs Thursday. So if you need me to plug it before then, just let me oh know. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. We'll not have anything together that soon. We'll see. We'll come up with something. Well, I, um, I'm excited to see you when you're back out here. And thank you, as always, for coming on the show and entertaining all of my uh, crazy ideas all the time. Oh, my gosh. Literally any time. <laughs> I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Love you lots. Love you. Thanks again to Jillian for coming on the show and talking with me. I, I love that girl. And I'm excited to see what she does in the future and for us to work together again soon. When uh, when we're all vaccinated, which should be next year, which is very exciting. Um, I forgot to have her share how to follow her. So go follow Jillian at Jillian Shea Spader on Instagram, Jillian Spader on Twitter, I believe. Um, just type her name in and a bunch of things show up because she's cool like that. I would normally say tune in next week, but there is no next week. I am going on a break. So tune in again. New episodes starting January 7th. That's it, guys. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. All of the things that are coming up. I'm sure I'm missing some holidays in there, but you know, happy, happy everything. I love y'all very much. I'm wishing you a, a safe and happy holiday season and uh, some good Wi-Fi so that your Zoom holiday hangouts go as smoothly as they possibly can. And as always, thanks for coming in. See you next year. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.